that'll be great. So welcome. Uh, it certainly is a gift actually to be able to have uh, people in here. We weren't sure, as Sandy said, whether we're actually going to be able to gather together. So it's just great to have uh, people in the building. And Merry Christmas to all you people who are at home, probably sitting on your lounge rooms or on your couches and that live streaming our Christmas service. Just great to be with you. Uh, I trust that you're able to just pause for a moment amongst all the crazy uh, that's probably in your lounge room, the Christmas crazy, and just pause for a moment and today. And even for the people in here, like this is what we do on Christmas Day. We're just pausing for a moment and receiving like a warm uh, a blanket on our soul, the, the greater gift of Christmas, the, the, the real gift behind Christmas that isn't just sort of floating around our lounge rooms or things like that, but Jesus who, uh, who God has sent in to the world. Who, you know what, eyewitnesses had said about this Jesus that, that we celebrate now, that it's becoming less and less known in the world. Like We were watching the carols last night and listening to these singers sing about who Jesus is, his qualities and his characters. I'm like, no idea who they're talking about. But eyewitnesses to the life of Jesus wrote his life down that we might know. People like Mary, his mother, who obviously spoke to Luke as he wrote his gospel. People like John and Matthew are eyewitnesses to Jesus' life, uh, to his death, to uh, his resurrection. And they wrote down uh, things like that Jesus was God in the flesh, the Word become flesh, that Jesus was Emmanuel, God with us. And that in this person of Jesus, uh, he has uh, qualities in his divine nature, if you like, of unending resources, of unending qualities, of, of hope and peace and joy and love, and that he imparts those uh, into uh, people by his spirit who have faith in him, who have come to faith in the stories about Jesus. And then we bump into this lad called Paul, uh, and history records that Paul himself, when he was Saul, was actually the fiercest opponent to these stories of Jesus, to these claims that he is God in the flesh, come to bring hope and peace and joy and love. And then we read that, that Paul actually had a personal encounter with the risen Lord Jesus. And then after that, that he began to write things and he began to say things like, Jesus is God's gift of, of grace into a person's heart. You read the book of Romans, it just drips with that bit of information. And then Paul trying I think, you know what, I don't even have a word for the gift of Jesus. And he says it's an, it's, it's an inexpressible gift. He writes that to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians there. And he says, you know what, Jesus is the kind of gift that you would just trade every achievement you ever made in your life in a heartbeat just to have. That's the kind of gift that he is. That's what he says in Philippians 3.8. And he says that this gift is unmerited, like we didn't earn it, we didn't deserve it. It's just purely the unmerited favor of God into our lives that Jesus would come at Christmas. That's what Paul says in Ephesians 2.8. And that this gift, when it comes, as we hear the witness of the New Testament, that it totally and completely redefines our hearts and gives us a concrete, uh, imperishable hope. Uh, gives us an abiding peace, uh, gives us this, we talked about this, I think it was last week, a ballast of joy uh, that we have and, and an experience of radical love in our lives. And that's the gift of Christmas uh, that we find in Jesus, that we come today just to pause and to celebrate. So, so you know, in about five-minute times, particularly if you're at home, when 
that, when that toy that you've given, it brings so much joy when it breaks. Or, or when your spouse or something says something insensitive, like, man, who cooked this roast? Like, what's going on there? Or, or when the crazy uncle brings up that, that family scandal that nobody wants to talk about and Christmas begins to unravel and go off the rails. What we're pausing to remember is, is, what, is what's at the center of Christmas what, what Christmas is actually all about, and that's Jesus. That his presence in our lives surpasses all the presence uh, that we could ever hope to gain uh, from this day. And so we go, yeah, that's, that's Jesus. And I've got this little candle here, and look at that. I wanted a bigger flamethrower than this, but the OH&S people wouldn't let me have it. Um, and we often, we light candles to, uh, to remember things like that. And so light illuminates. Jesus has come in to our world. Faith in him brings all these realities into our lives. And it sounds too good to be true, right? But that's, that's the gift of Christmas. That's what God has sent into the world in the person of Jesus. The message of Christmas is that God has gifted to us in Jesus and all the New Testament writers, as they describe what God has gifted to us, ultimately it comes down to this new reality abiding in us, this presence with us of hope, of joy, of peace and love. Yeah? Okay. All right, well, who, who's already got some other presents today? Who's open presents today? Who's already got some presents? Anybody in here received? Locke, you got them last night. What are you talking about, brother? No one was home when you woke up this morning. Anybody got presents? Were they good? Yeah, bad? Any presents you want to re-gift? Maybe give to the crazy uncle? Any presents that you feel like Santa's not getting any biscuits next year? No? Work with me. Hard audience, I tell you. Well, you know what presents tell us? The giving and the receiving of presents is. It's difficult. It's tricky. And even the dude in the red suit gets it wrong uh, occasionally. Despite, you know, no matter how many, you might have sent 37 Snapchat uh, things, pictures on, on Instagram or however you can communicate with Santa these days, uh, sometimes he gets it wrong. However, gifts tell us that we are valuable. No matter what the gift was, they tell us that we're valuable. They tell us that somebody has actually thought of us. They tell us that we belong in a story somewhere. Someone's thinking of us. Someone's thinking about our wants, our needs. And you're like, oh man, soap on a robe again. Well, maybe you need to have a shower. I don't know. So, but they've been observing your life and, and, and they're looking in and they go, here's, here's what I'd like to get. Thinking of you. They've taken the time to go get that gift. They've taken the time to wrap it. They've taken the time to give it to you. Gifts tell us of our value and our place in the story. That's what Christmas is telling us, that God is mindful of us, that he's not just this indifferent, remote God, that he actually sees, that he actually knows uh, who we are, knows what we need. And because he knows what we need, he sent that into the world in Jesus. Only this present wasn't wrapped in some hallmark kind of gift wrapping. It was wrapped in rags, laid in a makeshift bed in a manger, uh, in a makeshift kind of nursery, in, in, a, in an animal stable, either in a house or attached to a house there, and held by a peasant girl and his, and his tradie husband and her tradie husband. So not decked out in some you know, top-of-the-range kid's outfit, some royal robe, not protected by some impenetrable kind of palace or fortress that only the elite can access, not guarded by an army or anything like that, so that only the strong can come and approach and see this gift. This gift is totally accessible. It's available to everybody. 
and, and it humbles the proud and it raises up the lowly. And everyone's free to come to it. And all we really need to see to come and approach this gift is to see our need of it. Both, both the proud and the, hum, and the lowly come on level ground, the ground of need. And they come and see, veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity. There is the gift of Christmas to us. Okay, now what have I said to you, you people who were a bit quiet about getting gifts this morning, that I've actually brought some gifts in here and they're in these boxes. Uh, is there anybody who would like a free gift here this morning who kind of like, yeah, okay, I missed this morning, lock, woke up to an empty house. Is there anyone in that kind of category? All you have to do is you have to wonder, Audrey, good work. All you have to do is you wander up here, there's some instructions, you take the instructions out, you read the instructions, you open the box, and 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 then you get to keep the gift. Not yet, not yet. I haven't asked you yet. No, no, you, you're jumping ahead. I, I haven't even said that you passed the test of volunteering yet. Man, keen. Where was I? You been to the northern beaches or central coast? Great. You can, you can come up and that. got to socially distance. There's a mic that you're going to talk in. There's wipes. Don't come near me. I don't want whatever you've got. Just, just stay over there. So we need, we need some volunteers. And Audrey, yes, you are going to be one. I saw Sarah. She's just, just cool your jets. Man, Sarah, you moved. Um, Marion, you're in. And Maro's sitting over there. He thinks I can't see him, but yeah, I got him. You're up too, brother. All right, so here we go. Audrey, come and grab your gift and read the instructions that I hope are still are on it. Are they there? Oh, you've already pinched your instructions. You've got to read them before you can open that. Okay. People are getting the feeling that this isn't, this isn't voluntary, that this is staged. You come up here and your mum will read the instructions. Good morning, everyone. I'm reading from Isaiah 9, verses 6 to 7. For for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness, from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Okay, impressive instruction. So what do we think, based on that, is going to be in this box? What kind of gift? Let's open that up. I know, I brought the most difficult. What do we got in there? A candle and... You you hang on to that. I'm going to give you this. Oh, you put it there. That's a great place for it. Yeah. What's that say? Hope, yeah, all right. And now I shouldn't have touched this. Who knows what I've got, but you need to take that. And you can light that candle. That's the candle of hope. That's the gift. This is Isaiah the prophet. He's speaking 800 years before the birth of Jesus. And he's speaking to people who long for a stable world, who long to be liberated from captivity. Good work. You can yep, you give me that. You take, And you get to keep that. They're longing for peace. They're longing for joy. And Isaiah is saying to these people that, that here that all these hopes that they have, uh, as we read through Isaiah, will one day ultimately be wrapped up in the arrival of a unique child. 
who will fill their hearts with joy, who will fill their hearts with peace. And these things will be permanent realities of their experience. And Isaiah says that the hope, that this hope that they have in these things is backed up by the zeal of the Lord. So it's not dependent on governments. It's not dependent on armies or social systems or educational institution. There is no human power or reform in this that's going to bring this about. God says, I will make it come about. Your hope needs to be in me. So what we've got is Matthew's gospel. When we read through Matthew's gospel, we read that the birth of Jesus ticked every box uh, of, of what Isaiah had promised. Uh, The promised hope became a realized hope, became a hope personified, like it was hope in a physical person. And Jesus did exactly what Isaiah and the rest of the Old Testament said he would do. And everything uh, that robs us about our hope, Jesus reversed. Jesus overcame sickness, oppression, disability, hunger, thirst, including death, because Jesus would go on to deal with the curse of hopelessness of our sin. Your sin makes us put more hope in uh, perishable things, in created things, than it, than it does in God. And so Jesus delivers hope into our lives in a personal way by replacing the presence of sin in our life with the presence of God in our life. That's the gift of Christmas. Okay, Matt and Sarah, you... Now, I need people up here. Like, they gave me 15 minutes today. I think I'm already there. I'm going to move this candle over here, Matt. All right. You got your instructions there? You need to you go there. This is my stuff, man. You stay away from it. We'll, we'll open that in a minute. You read the instructions. Anyone think this wasn't random, that this was staged, because you've got your own printout? Okay. Matthew. Luke 2, 8 to 11. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a a saviour has been born to you, he is the Messiah, the Lord. Nice work. Okay, open your open your present. Your mum will help you. If you give that mic to Sandy, Sarah, you'll be rolling. You know it. Okay. What have we got in there, Matt? Red candle. Okay. Put that over here. And what's up? Uh, oh, okay. What's the actual gift? Joy. Are you allowed to play with fire at home, Matt? You are allowed to play fire at home. Oh, okay then. Here you go. This is all yours. You light that candle. This is Luke. We've got a reading from Luke. Yeah, just far away, man. And he's recording of the announcement of the birth of Jesus. Angels described this news that was attached to Jesus as the cause of, of great joy. So what Christmas is telling us is that here in Jesus is a gift that can fill our hearts with great joy, with indestructible joy. Well done, Matt. 
That's what's being said here, that in Jesus and his story, there is a new script, a new anchor for the soul, a new something that rises up in us that will replace the one you have with joy. And joy is not happiness. Happiness, it comes and goes with feelings and environments. Happiness comes with the toy that breaks and then you're not happy and that kind of stuff. Joy uh, that, that was being described here is based in the unchanging, unshakable experience. And that unchanging, unshakable experience, Christmas here is telling us, is Jesus. Now you'll see that we've got a purple candle and uh, we've got a red candle. And the purple candles are talking to us about presence, external things, greater realities that come and become a new presence in our life. So we've had hope come and our hopes of presence in our life. And there'll be three, two more purple candles that will describe a presence that comes into our life. And the red candle, so P, purple, P, presence, Red, uh, rejoice. That's talking about the joy that these three new presences come and then it just wells up in us as joy. And we rejoice in the fact that we have this new joy. So, Marion, you're up next. I think you're, you're up for the, our third um, gift there. If you want to read that to us, please. Luke chapter 2, verses 12 to 14. This will be a sign to you you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Okay. So what do we think the gift is going to be in that box? As we unwrap that box, do you want to grab it out? Another candle. Whack. That's it. Perfect. And what's the gift? What's the gift in there? Peace. Peace, yes. Hey, Christmas tells us that Jesus is a gift of peace. Now, you want to light that? You can grab that little thing there and light that candle. Christmas tells us that Jesus is a gift of peace in our hearts. We sang about it before as we were singing our carols. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners. Thank you. Reconciled. Yeah. So this piece is not so much about the absence of conflict, well done, uh, and strife and family dysfunction, although those realities are eventually going. This piece is, again, the presence of God coming into those realities, into our lives, and a piece that reconciles us back to God. That's the peace that Jesus brings. Amidst all the chaos, amidst all the carnage, Jesus is God's peacemaker. The idea is that Jesus has restored us back into wholeness of relationship with God, that he is working on our brokenness uh, that, we, that we've experienced. And as we come back into relationship with God, then out of that flows the ability to make peace with others. Okay, final box. Morrow, yeah. Dobbed you. Oh, Tobes, yeah. Now we're talking. You look excited, Tobe. All right. Instructions on the box there. Hello, everyone. John 1, John, 16. John 3, John 3. For God so loved the world that he gave his only, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. 
Nice. All right, let's open that box. What do you think we got in there, Tobe? Love. Love, yes. All right, grab, grab your candle and you can come around and light that. This is John. This is the Apostle John writing to us to say that Christmas lets us know, social distancing, brother, uh, that God moves towards us in Jesus, not to condemn us, but God hasn't come to condemn in Jesus. He's actually come to save us. And the motivation of that gift is Jesus in Jesus is God's unbiased and, and impartial love. You're all good. You can go. You can take that too. That's your gift. Despite how we feel toward God, despite how we have moved towards him, God in Christmas is initiating uh, a relationship with us. So not only is God loving, but there is a quality to this love that is not dependent on us. Uh, this is a, a radically unneedy love. This is a radically selfless love that we are seeing expressed in Jesus. And Christmas tells us that we can encounter uh, this unconditional, this selfless love um, in Jesus. And that it's not about our worth or our, our value is such a bit about the, the, the value and the worth of the one coming to us in this time. And we've been exploring these themes through Advent for the last four weeks leading up into Christmas. And today is the day where we, where we celebrate these themes and see that at the center of these themes as they come into our lives and light our lives up, that at the center of these themes is actually Jesus. Today we celebrate Jesus who is at the center of all these gifts in whom we find an experience of all these gifts. But you know what? Like any gift, it is compliant. Uh, it's, it's joy, if you like, comes out of how familiar we are with the gift. How familiar we have become with replacing the presence of sin in our lives with the ongoing presence of Christ in our lives. So this Christmas, these ideas, these gifts, they can just be abstract ideas that we've talked about this morning, that we've bounced along uh, this morning, or they can be deeply held scripts, ongoing relationships in our lives. If we want to invite Jesus into our lives, that we will find there enduring hope, abiding peace, uh, increasing uh, rejoicing uh, joy and radical love. So listen. Even if this Christmas you haven't received a gift, if you're thinking that no, you're in no one's story, that no one has um, thought of you today, what Christmas tells you is that you have been thought of, that you have been written into a greater story, and that's the story of God. The one thing that Christmas tells us above everything, that we are valuable to God, that he has thought of us, that he cares for us, that he wants us to be a part of his story and the measure and the magnitude of, of how he thought that into being the gift that he would that he would give to bring us back into uh, gladness filled relational joy with him was that he would send his son into the world his greatest gift to us and that we would as as the joy rises that we would thrill with hope uh, and and as we do a weary world weary souls rejoicing in being connected back to god encountering this radical love this christmas that's what I'm hoping, that as we pause today, we've got all kinds of crazy going on, that we would pause and stop and just remember those gifts this morning. Hey, let's pray freeway. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you uh, for 
this, this Christmas day that, that has been set aside to remember the birth of your son come into this world to redeem us back into relationship with you. There's much more to the story. There's much more to this gift. We touch on it briefly this morning. Our prayer is that throughout 2021 that, 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 that we would push into the gift of Jesus more and more. That if we don't know, if these are just abstract ideas that we've been talking about this morning, that, that, that we would pursue them more and that we would find a more irresistible gift in the gift of Jesus than is on offer anywhere else in the world. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.